1: Hey, I'm Chris, and Adam and I recorded this first season of the Device and Virtue podcast exclusively for our friends. Now that's you too, so enjoy our first attempt at arguing about tech and faith. Oh, and find our newest episodes at deviceandvirtue.com.
0: Our grandparents met because they lived in the same neighborhood. Today we meet because we're on the same app. From dating scenes to dating screens, this is Device and Virtue.
1: Well, hello, it is the Device and Virtue Podcast. Christian, thinking about technology church and today we are talking about aziz ansari's book modern romance the comedian guy but it's a lot about technology and i am chris i am here with adam from chicago adam how's it going
0: it's going well it is uh great to be back and talking about aziz ansari today i'm excited and it is summer in chicago
1: it's feeling good
0: feels it always feels good summer in chicago it's a different place
1: this garden our, our studio we're gonna call it our studio window. Okay. Yes. Okay. Our studio window. This garden out here is pretty great. Uh, there's a swan out there. There's a there's a statue of a swan. Is that a swan?
0: I I it's it's like yeah maybe a white swan. Because
1: I want to admit that I have maybe it's
0: a white goose. It's a goose. I think it's maybe. definitely a goose. And the
1: thing about the goose is that it has no head. <laughs>
0: which we just
1: realized in the head is sitting well no We'd you look, realized i've sat next to this let's call it the mm. studio window again uh for a long time i've yeah. never noticed that the goose's head is laying next yeah. to the goose itself
0: at least at least it's still around you know the head i mean no it's true it's impressive but, but the head, head is definitely not on the body so and then there's mardi gras beads around the neck of the <laughs> there, there goose
1: are, there are mardi gras beads uh so we have a headless Mardi Gras duck guarding the um guarding the garden outside our studio. So that should really flame This frame is what in our neighbor's today. yard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. Oh man, uh, that's not a good way to start. But I think we should <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about um, the book. And so this is Adam. This is your thing today. So what'd you bring?
0: Yeah, Aziz Ansari, Modern Romance. Uh, friends recommended this book uh, to me a while ago, and. They know me because uh, they're like, Adam, you're going to love this book. And indeed, I did. Um, if you know Aziz, he is uh, a comedian and he starred on the NBC show Parks and Recreation. Parks and Mac, yep. and, uh, and then more recently, he did uh, a Netflix series called Master of None. It's pretty good. Um, so Aziz, comedian, you wouldn't really expect him to write a book on modern romance, but here he did. And actually, uh, he got together with an NYU sociology professor, a guy named Eric Kleinenberg. And they got together and they spent like two years uh, interviewing people, researching for this book, uh, finding all these statistics, uh, really kind of making a very interesting uh, sociology book about um, romance in the digital age where uh, people are, you know... um, using facebook to find dates they're using online dating they're using uh cell phones to communicate um uh, for better or worse with each other right. um, pot- potential uh mates and so forth um so you know he really starts uh he goes back and he he goes to this uh old people's home and yeah this was cool and and he uh he's just like asking them about their marriages and a lot of these people grew up in the 1930s and 40s and they were talking about how they met their mates and like they met their mates like and they lived within blocks of each other or miles of each other or
1: like in the same apartment building right like like yeah it's crazy
0: yeah so like they would meet someone and it was very geographically oriented, right? They just met someone nearby and got married. This guy's nearby. Yeah. Guess it'll work out. Yeah. Six, six months later they're married and how foreign that is to us today. Like today you might be dating somebody across the country um, or moving across the country to, to find somebody or um, you're online dating, whatever. There's so many different ways. It's, it's just the, the geographic component has changed a lot. And so, Um, Where geography played a big part before, now the internet and social media is playing a huge part. And so he kind of really unpacks a lot of those dynamics in this book, Modern Romance. and, uh, And it was just a fascinating, super fast read. Uh, super good actually yeah you read or you listened to it on <laughs> audio. the audio right? version where aziz i'm sorry and yeah, he's funny right he's, he's a comedian it. so he reads his own book yeah, it's great yeah.
1: uh i can't i loved this thing i can't you made me read it and i thought it's just going to be about dating right but it's really all about culture and technology and all the things that you and i are interested yeah, in along with absolutely. the dating uh and and yeah the, the research component is huge like they have some new data in there that just hasn't been published so it's like but it doesn't read like an academic. Yeah, it doesn't. It, book. it doesn't read
0: academic fun. at all. You have Aziz uh, doing his humor, and if you know Aziz, um, this is not a Christian book. Uh, it's you know he drops the f bomb and there's some sexually explicit like humor in there. So no know, know that going in, but it's still just a fascinating, really interesting read, and I think it's a good um, picture of what our culture is like with dating and and mating today
1: yeah and just how our relationships are changing with technology totally
0: so you brought like what
1: four different topics or something
0: yeah so there's uh there's a lot in this book and it it was so interesting to read we're uh gonna dive into one chapter chapter six and uh and really kind of touch on four things um just like um does does your partner have the right to like read stuff on your cell phone? Like do mm. they, do they have a right to access your cell phone in some way? Um, does, uh, do smartphones and, and social media make it easier to cheat on the person you're with, um, or more likely. Um, and then mm-hmm. like, uh, kind of a hot button topic that's kind of taboo, um, sexting, yes. you know, that, that, that whole issue and that, and that question and how that, plays into relationships and then and then just like the whole breaking up how does how, how do you break up in the digital era when you have a smartphone do you just you, text them you just text them right <laughs> um but like what how does that change our communication patterns? so see ya yeah so the, those are the sort of questions that we're going to talk about so i want to start with just like talking about our our smartphones so obviously our smartphones are just like part of what the internet is today and that's really a big way that we interact um with other people through the internet on our on these computers in our pocket so and I find that it's really personal our our smartphones are really personal and so do our our partners our significant others have have any sort of right to know what's on our smartphones what do you think?
1: Well, it's fascinating how you even phrase that, like are okay. right.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Interesting, right? I'm like,
1: I mean, my answer is like, yes. Yeah? Absolutely. But, but, but
0: I don't like the word right at all. Okay. So how would you phrase it? Well,
1: isn't it about, it's like, does my partner have the right to know about me?
0: okay yes i okay
1: you know i hope so but it'd be it's weird to frame it in terms of rights isn't it about like a relationship and i was thinking about this and it's so much about yeah it's about trust and knowledge Hmm. and you know knowledge and love have a component that goes together you know like so we can't love what we don't know right and so the the um the increase like to love better increasing on knowledge happens too so this is how Mm -hmm. this is what every relationship is about getting to know someone we say okay
0: but getting to know someone through their smartphone is not getting to know them as they're divulging themselves as they're you know um revealing who they are to you that's like um they're not using their smartphone thinking oh my my significant other is gonna gonna read this or or look at this um and so i need to be thinking about that they're they're like this is my personal thing and they're not, they're not saying like, yeah, this is who I am to whoever they're dating or or. Well,
1: and I guess yeah. So what you're saying is someone
0: with. like that,
1: like when you're getting to know someone, they're choosing to reveal things about themselves right. over time. It's it's maybe. it's a
0: conscious decision, where, yeah. whereas with your smartphone, it's sort of this passive thing, where they're, um, yeah, they're just not. That's not the context in which they're using their smartphone.
1: Okay. Well, that's actually put a pin in that because, dang it, I agree with that. Uh, I think I'm using <laughs> your own arguments you, against you in this case. You might yeah. be. Well, because what you're talking I mean, about is I have this privacy, whole right? those, right. those you know, things are you know i had this whole thing about contextual integrity of privacy like that's that, that right. helen nissenbaum privacy theory stuff so that's uh but the the idea that the context where we share something right if it gets ripped out of that context that's sort of a violation of privacy right. So if you share something with some friends on facebook and suddenly your boss grabs it and you didn't expect that right that feels really jarring right. feels like a violation of privacy to us exactly um and so you're sort of saying hey like if I grab my uh, partner's uh phone and check it out like that's not what they're expecting for that, so even though they might have told me that if I asked them or something in a different way like uh-huh. that's not the expectation of that i guess
0: right i I think that's part of it I, but like in reality, if i'm hanging out with uh my girlfriend or my wife or my husband or whatever, then and 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 their smartphones just laying on the coffee table and it pops up with a text message. How do you not like just kind of glance at it and who's it from and you
1: read it and then you reply to it? <laughs> 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 Actually, it's so like one question we should ask, we should get people to tell us um if they have their spouse's uh code. Oh yeah. Cause I've seen a lot of couples that that know yeah. each, almost everybody knows each other's yeah. codes. Like, you know, That's true. right? Right. Because you need to grab it. And so, I mean, I'm wondering yeah. how many spouses. They're like, don't, oh,
0: can you check my phone for me or whatever the case is. Wouldn't yeah. you
1: think it's weird if a spouse didn't know they
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Good? For yeah, sure. It would
1: feel like they're holding something back or hiding
0: something. Yeah, absolutely. Th- there's definitely kind of that transparency aspect to it. But it's so maybe we distinguish between transparency and intimacy, right? So, like the transparent, so well, yeah. the transparency is like, I'm willing to give you my code, my access code, so you, I, you can get in my phone. That's transparency, but intimacy is sort of saying is telling the other person about you, right? That, Not sure, that's right? a half-baked no, I, thought. I, no, I think I hear,
1: no, I hear what you're going towards. Uh, I really do think, and actually, as we're talking, I'm realizing that we've said like either like your girlfriend or your spouse, and I do like my answer. Yes, of course you would have access to that. I was thinking sort of spouses for sure. So I guess also there's this other idea that I do think you're progressively getting to know somebody. And then like with a a marriage thing, like there's a covenant, there's like a promise there. So there's a protection there. So then I do think, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think it'd be odd if I had this whole, I mean, smartphones our external brains in so many ways it's everything <laughs> so it's like it is the conversations of lots of people yeah. uh, all these conversations i'm having it's my all my appointments right. it's all these to-do lists it's these uh photos of the world around me and videos yeah. and it's so and it's these things i'm collecting and it's the kind of stuff isn't it the kind of stuff that we would just talk about in the kitchen when we get home or like as we're going past you know i talked to so-and-so today mm-hmm. and i did this today and right. i and
0: but you're learning about more than just the person whose cell phone it is you're learning about um the relationships they have with different people based on their text message history based on the photos um based on their facebook whatever in some ways it's
1: like a dense might i don't know might dense like a concentrated version of the of all this data about them that makes up
0: their personality yeah it's definitely it's definitely a slice you know it might be a big slice of their experiences to some degree.
1: Yeah. So,
0: I, so like what, you know, but but
1: maybe we need an app that progressively allows your partner to get more and more <laughs> access to the app over to the phone over time. We're just like you, getting to know somebody. Oh, so
0: you, so you want to like Techno- offload that to an app? Yeah, yeah.
1: I want a technology solution for the yeah. technology problem yeah, about relationships. Yeah. I can that see your face right. from here.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, well, I think it's a it, good It's, it's a, good a really interesting right? question. Yeah. And I think um, I think Every relationship probably it deals with that question at some point, and maybe not even uh, consciously. They may it just may kind of happen, like like the the access code. You know that just sort of happens. You you're like it's natural, so it, and you sort it, of it need happens it. uh, in some circumstance where you're like, oh yeah, you need it. You know, I I'm driving uh and. And my partner is in the passenger exactly, seat, exactly. you know, so that I'm safe. I'm going to let, let her, you know, open it up or whatever.
1: I think the one thing, like you have this quote written down and this is the one thing that might be a problem where like it's from the Aziz book and Yeah, it's like many people discussed how secretly viewing their partner's texts, interesting, mm-hmm. texts, emails, and social media led to them finding incriminating evidence or made them angry. Or sometimes even ended the relationship. Right. So like real impact, and the key word there seems to be like this secretly mm-hmm. viewing. Like yeah. if I'm looking at my partner's phone in order to find them out, or I'm not going to tell them. That I'm looking that there's already distrust there, right? Yeah. There's already like uh, so that's a. This is a way of revealing that distrust, but that clearly is like something different.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Aziz talks about just sort of the paranoia that can build up around sort of getting just a glimpse into your partner's smartphone and then wanting to know more Mm. and and like again like you said it's kind of this trust thing and and there's a transparency intimacy trust it all kind of like collides right there and uh we really need to think about how do we um how do we navigate that in when our relationships, f- and then
1: finding something out that you don't want to know actually right. leads into our next thing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, cheating. Yeah, so
1: that would be the, like the ultimate thing you wouldn't want to find. Yeah,
0: exactly, and, and and that's in some cases that's why people go to their partner's smartphone, okay, because they want to find out, they they want to check in on them, they want that they, they're they're fearful, um, and so they start snooping around and checking their text messages who are they texting who are they snapchatting um so he tells one story he says uh about about a couple that had an affair um they worked together and were casual acquaintances one day he looked her up on facebook and sent her a message asking would you like to get a drink sometime soon after that the affair began um and he mm. says, if if Facebook didn't exist, I doubt I would have gathered the courage to ask her directly. It made the initial step that much easier, he said. Mm. Uh, the advantages of technology that facilitate regular dating also transfer over to cheating. Um, this includes the ease of escalation, which when engaging in something as scandalous as cheating is quite valuable. Um, so, you know, he's he's just essentially saying like this thing that makes dating easier and like... I I've used Facebook to like get to know a girl right yeah um also makes it easier to like meet other people that you're not currently dating yeah right yeah and and you end up you know cheating on someone so like it's so that does it
1: make it does it make cheating easier a Facebook world
0: I think absolutely I think it does yeah I think that does it make it more tempting do you think if it's easier, is it automatically more tempting? yeah, I think that I think I agree you think it does
1: yeah, I mean yes and no, um, two things explain well one uh Facebook I mean you know Facebook is a highly visual component, okay, so I think yeah, I've talked to more than one guy that has. Admitted uh, browsing girls on, mm, on Facebook mm. and not in a you know and sort of looking at oh like she looks cute you know whatever right. something like looking at photos right. and uh, and I think is you this could like do creeping? That. Yeah, creeping on somebody. But we use that like in a way, you know, Facebook stalking and make fun of it. But I think everyone sort of does that. That's the whole point. You look at other people's profiles right. in a lot of ways. Yeah, but like yeah, looking at it old. Girlfriend from high school or oh, something yeah. if you're married. Like I think, you know, I think women actually, you know, admit to this too, like looking at old flings yeah. and there's something, there's photos of them and then you're sort of interested and then it's just one click to send a message. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I guess without that technology, we would have, it'd be like call, find their phone number and call them in another yeah. city. It's, that would have so been so such a high barrier work. to entry. People wouldn't do that. You know, maybe you, hmm. um, so I agree that the barriers to entry what. It's a lot easier. It's just so much easier to send an initial message, at least. Now, whether that leads to right. cheating, I think you and I could, we could figure. We could, I don't know, but certainly the easy to start something. Yeah,
0: yeah. If it makes it more, if it makes it easier, it makes it more likely, and it comes down in part to a question of character, but also a question of um, just not letting yourself go there. Sort of the discipline of of just not even going there. But it's so right there in front of you.
1: So in one, I've noticed that, you know, also Facebook is one thing, but even thinking about text messaging, you know, one of the things that ways it modifies our relationships is it is sort of private and one-to-one. Obviously you can do groups or whatever, but um, uh, probably, you know, think about before sort of private texting, the first time you just might meet someone, it might be at a party or at work, and it's just casual when you talk about whatever. And it mm-hmm. takes probably a long time as you're building a relationship before you get to the point where you're like, Hey, let's let's just you and me go do something. Yeah. Like whether right. it's a date or even it's just a friendship. Right. Like you usually like you usually see someone in groups for a while. Texting has really changed the ability for that. And especially in relationships, a lot of times people will meet up at a party and then, you know, that night just not even a date or they're not hooking up. It's just like later, like, you know, he texts her like, Hey, you know, yeah. And that's real common. And suddenly you're starting a more private conversation. No one else is listening Mm -hmm. is what I mean. Yeah. Um, you're starting a more private, you know, people talk about, they internet being public. The real story about the internet is the privacy is being more private. They're starting a private conversation yeah. that that probably wouldn't be natural started. It's unusual the way compared to where our culture has been. Yeah. You can start a private conversation very quickly, very earlier in a relationship yeah, than it would have been. Yeah. And so now suddenly I have that privacy breeds intimacy. Like I used to, you know, I used to be a campus minister and used to give advice to <laughs> couples and like, um, I'd say stick any, you know, I don't know if I like her or that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, you're spending all your time with her. Of course you're starting to like her. Yeah. It's like, it's called it elevator dating. If you put any two people in an elevator and the elevator sort of stops suddenly, <laughs> right? Like, and you're caught in this elevator and a guy and a girl and they're uh-huh. stuck there for four hours trapped uh-huh. together. They're like, the classic story is they'll fall in love by the end of it. Because like they, they were yeah. trapped in a situation together and it was very private and they might yeah. not even have known each other, but spending that time together it's those privacy really creates feelings
0: yeah it's like keanu reeves and sandra bullock and okay. speed
1: <laughs> wow that's exactly the cultural that's exactly I was not where i was going
0: well but it also goes back to the beginning of the book where aziz is in the retirement home and those people are stuck with each other in the same apartment building or in the, in the same geography like That geography still matters. yeah. Um, But the internet has created a new geography, a new landscape. Absolutely. So I want to move on to this question, this sort of hot topic of sexting. Sexting, yeah. Um, If you don't know what sexting is, it's uh, sending sexually explicit uh, images or uh, texts to another person. Yeah. Could be anybody um because we're christians i think it's worth talking about it in the context of of marriage where we feel like um sexuality finds its fullest expression um, yeah, exactly. and so but, but so within that context uh i wondered is sexting like a legitimate or healthy way to express intimacy yeah. in a committed relationship yeah it's a new different way of doing that <laughs> yeah so uh sexting uh in the book they talk about it kind of being over long distances and they and they say without sexting um these long distance relationships would be much harder to maintain and might not even last um hmm. and uh but i could see it uh, they, they talk about a couple scenarios where um uh a guy's going in for an interview this is strange to me but he's going in for an interview and he's he's nervous right and so his girlfriend sends him some uh, a, a sex a photo and and it kind of you know it's kind of uh light it makes him laugh but it also kind of relieves some of the the anxiety that he has about this interview and i could see that happening yeah. in in a marriage too where sure. you yeah. know she's she's gone to work for the day and you know in the afternoon he goes to an interview and he's nervous like so say she say she sends this to him is that like an appropriate maybe appropriate is not the right word is it a is it a healthy or legitimate form of of intimacy for a couple
1: It's a hard question
0: it is a hard question, and i don't i do not know the answer to it well, I mean one thing I know you've brought
1: up is that it's visual, so it's that's different
0: yeah yeah the the visual component is is huge, and I think um it because its visual is inherently objectifying to a degree even though the person is choosing to do that it's still an objectification of of the body
1: or you could think of a photo as capturing beauty which yeah, is what true. also what you know photos have done like you can know, go to the art museum and see photographers and see landscapes and bodies even and, yeah. just, and it's beautiful it's like but it's different because it's frozen in time and it's sort of a way to capture that but, so that's different than objectifying possibly, but yeah, yeah. it's still. And,
0: and certainly it's within this context of a, of a relationship um, where there's, there's sort of that commitment and there's an understanding between uh, husband and wife. Um, it's just, uh, I guess the, the, there's the, the cultural sort of attitude about sexting is that it's a little dirty right and so we we bring that that mentality to the marriage and we say well a marriage is like a a place of of sexual purity in some sense and so to bring this dirty sort of idea to it feels a little uh Discombobulate. Yeah, because
1: it's linked to casual sex or yeah. sort of other things. But what we're saying is, well, wait, what if this was in a covenant marriage? Like, yeah. so what did the technology do? And yeah. Uh, well, and
0: a- y- your word casual is an interesting one because I feel like sexting does have a casual feel to it. Yeah. It, in the way that texting is a very casual um way of communicating with but people. like we were just
1: saying also intimate and private like it's yeah very, it's very it's one-to-one you know it's, it's not no one else is listening in so it's it's an interesting i mean but the key to the whole sexting thing of course uh these days is not not in marriage yeah is absolutely. what happens if you break up with yeah those, those things yeah right? what happens
0: that, what happens to your sex if so, if so if like you break it, up, jumping out it of what down, we were if talking it, about the, if, if the if the relationship yeah. goes down burning
1: then you hear with stories about the photos getting... And that was your fourth thing, right? Yeah. Like this whole breaking up thing with right. smartphones?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after I'd read this book, I ran across this article that talked about teens and how they're um, interacting uh, more and more through social media, through um, smartphones, and how it's actually impacting uh, their their interpersonal communication. So it just said... Um, you know, with smartphones, you're not. This is this is the research. You're not seeing facial expressions or using nonverbal communication. So the predominant use of social media may limit the opportunity to practice in-person conversations that are crucial for adolescents, particularly boys, to develop important skills. So they they would really huh? centered on uh, on teens um, and how they're using um, social media and, and smartphones. Um, but how does it impact that breaking up? Does it make breaking up easier? Is it <laughs> less awkward?
1: Well, you hear stories about, well, you hear revulsion stories, yeah. right? About like, they broke up with me with the text. Yeah. But it sort of seems like in his research, like people were saying that, you know, people, uh, would don't want to be broken up with right. by text, but would break But that's how breaking, they want to do but it But consider breaking up, with, right? Yeah.
0: Well, and again, it goes to that casual thing. It feels casual. And so when if someone breaks up with me over a text, it feels like I'm just getting blown off. Well, it feels flippant. Well, it feels conflict avoidant in some ways. Yeah, absolutely.
1: But but I mean, to argue the counterpoint, like if you've broken up with someone in person, like, uh, like you're out for coffee or something and you've decided in your head you're going to break up with them, I mean, immediately... Oh gosh. Well, it can go one of two ways, right? It's a super low. Uh, now we're gonna have all these memories rushing. in. But we're gonna like uh, yeah. it can be like this talking for 48 hours, like long epic sort of thing. Or it can be sort of, but a lot of times it's just this, uh, we're out for coffee. Uh, now it's over. Like yeah. now we're gonna walk away. So we had coffee for 10 minutes, then we're done. Because you have to like you yeah. can't just finish the coffee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. finish the dinner. It's sort of the end. So in that way, the more abrupt or the more like let's not drag this out. Thing. Texting sort of fits that, doesn't it?
0: hmm you feel like it's like a quick razor just cuts it off
1: yeah, it doesn't require the additional social sort of we have to sit here now for another hour and a half and finish this meal hmm. or something
0: i suppose I mean I suppose I don't know i I think it's a terrible way to break up with somebody and uh i I think it 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 just it's too casual um so uh in the book, just sort of as an aside uh Popular methods for breaking up: twenty-five um, percent uh, said texting, uh, chose texting. Okay, twenty percent chose social media, so like Facebook or Twitter. I, I hope see, not Twitter. I that's that's just. I wonder ugly. if they distinguish between private um, or public messages. Anyway, oh like yeah, that. for sure. Um, and then eleven uh, percent said email. Because then they could, quote, fully explain their reasons. Yeah, and
1: I think email is sort of this leftover. You know, younger generations, according to peer research, use email a lot, but they see it as for schoolwork or for work or for the last thing is like writing long things. And yeah. so I can see like you're writing the letter. It's almost like the equivalent of sitting yeah. down and writing the letter yeah. out is like doing the email.
0: Yeah, and it, it it's much more formal. It's, it's thought out if it's longer. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: uh, i i mean i agree with you i have the revulsion against the like don't text to break up but you know you sort of look at the statistics earlier in the book that he had where you know something like 58 um, percent of teens preferred to ask out someone for your text message and only four and four out of five teens thought um phone like asking asking out was not what they would prefer like like they don't and so like i don't know if those asking out statistics will eventually bleed into breaking up statistics where Mm -hmm. the text message really feels like the best way to do that too Uh,
0: yeah i mean that said again i'm gonna go back to the casual thing like when you ask someone out it can feel casual it can feel easy and just like you're kind of easing into it casually yeah with the with the ask out, but with the breakup, like it's like, hey, we've spent some time together. This thing became something significant, and now we're breaking up. And it's just like something casual that doesn't feel like it's appropriate to the the level of of the relationship.
1: Well, I guess it it would like has it been four dates or has it been you know four years? Like, yeah, that's true. That that's true. sort of matters too, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh man, well, this is such an interesting topic. I'm so glad Aziz. Uh, tackled this i i mean i really say uh i read it you listened to it we both enjoyed it it was it was a super fast yeah, i actually recommend this book I for sure yeah. i would totally recommend this book um i think his insights and and it just helps you think through all those dynamics i would totally recommend it um the the f-bombs and sexually explicit humor ex- aside like it's still a really good book
1: um, yeah, to think about culture, think about communication, and think about how we're relating to each other.
0: Yeah, I I think it's it's super helpful, and and just props to Aziz for like breaking out of the box. This is not like um what you would expect him to do as a comedian. Yeah, this is
1: not a comedian's book. This is a it's, cultural commentator's observer. It totally book. is. Yeah. It,
0: it's it's a cultural comment commentary. It's well researched, but it's funny and that's what makes it so much fun absolutely no, super no. enjoyable well we
1: should probably wrap up but you know before we wrap up we got to do uh vice or virtue
0: Ah, uh, yes yes
1: and so uh we do have a uh one on the table uh adam vice or virtue here it is sidewalks
0: sidewalks yeah uh
1: you know we we like to pick a technology. Uh,
0: oh yeah, this is technology. <laughs> sidewalks are technology. Um, I'm so I think. Well, here's what sidewalks do they they're flat typically unless unless you walk around Chicago's <laughs> That's a great neighborhoods. That they're they're flat and even, so it's like it's easy on the ankles, right? Um, or go, or the I cankles. Going somewhere with this? Yes, I'm totally going somewhere with this. But but. If it's easier on your ankles, your ankles aren't going to be as strong, right? So mm-hmm. like uneven surfaces would actually over time strengthen your ankles and it'd be healthier for you, right? So I, I'm, going to go, I'm going to go vice. This is a ridiculous answer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, and I thought you were going to do something about how you talked about you know, the relationship of like city planning and the suburbs and how the car created all that stuff. You I, I like that stuff a lot. See, I was just going to say vice because if you step on a crack, um, you break your mother's back
0: indeed and uh (laughs) (laughs) nothing says we're we're classy like uh a child's full legend absolutely Mm -hmm. uh
1: well it has been the device in virtue podcast christian thinking about technology and the church until next time good to see you adam
0: yes you too chris
1: hey let's keep the conversation going I think it's an argument. Okay. Tweet to us at device virtue. And for links and show notes, check us out at deviceandvirtue.com.
0: And do leave us some love by rating us on iTunes. Yeah, please do. This episode was brought to you in part by The Table podcast at Dallas Theological Seminary. Listen to rotating hosts discuss issues of God and culture to demonstrate theology's relevance in everyday life. Find it on your podcast app. For videos and more, visit dts.edu podcast.